0: everyone welcome to the life on the girl podcast i'm your host enzo amore alton lorenzo amore if you guys are curious what my full name is like but i'm assuming none of you care at all anyway um i'm gonna be talking about a topic something that we should take more cognizant of which is body dysmorphic disorder i'm going to be talking about why it happens how it happens where can we get help and how do we cope it ourselves if we don't seek professional help or if it or the severity of our BDD is not clinical. But before all that, I'm just going to talk about the books that I've been buying and how I've been overspending my money with books I haven't even read yet. You know that you know that type of feeling when you just visit a bookstore and you just have this urge to buy a new book because you have a lot of books on your list and you just think that it's going to run out if you don't buy it as soon as possible. I'm I'm currently feeling that way. Someone said that buying books and reading them are two separate hobbies. And I can attest to that. Um I feel like my 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 habit of buying books is more so yeah all right let's move on to BDD because I feel like this is something that we all can relate on BDD tends tend to happen to all of us I think we all have some degree of BDD body dysmorphic order and I'm going to talk about it if you guys don't know what BDD is body dysmorphic disorder is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their in their appearance these flaws are often unnoticeable to others body dysmorphic disorder what is it it is a preoccupation towards our own physical appearance again i'm just reiterating what i said so that you guys will know as the podcast progresses Something we constantly criticize on, even though no one really notices it. People with BDD can dislike any part of their body, be it hair, nose, mouth, or your weight, and etc. In retrospect, a perceived effect may be, may, may be only a slight imperfection or none at all to, to someone. But for someone who has BDD, the flaw is significant and prominent. Often causing severe emotional distress and difficulties in daily functioning. It, BDD is dangerous when it comes to the point that it facilitates other comorbidities, comorbidities, comorbidities. I can't even say that word right. Anyway, BDD mostly arises around people, people's adolescents and teens. And research shows that it affects both men and women equally. Frequent than me reading than me actually reading them. I'm actually reading The Institute by Stephen King. Keep in mind that this is my first Stephen King book. So far, I love it so much. I just very excited to see how they resolve the whole situation. And I love the main character, which is Luke. Luke is this very intelligent boy who can do telekinesis who's being put in the mental institute so that they can weaponize The kids who has those type of abilities. Anyway, I digress. I just wanted wanted to to I don't know rant about my habit of buying a lot of books or overspending books. But you can never overspend books, you know, because books are good for you. I think to the people who has traumatic or abusive upbringing when they were being judged or criticized about what they about what they look like then slowly and surely bdd will form or structure it out into their heads i think all of us have some degree of bdd preoccupation with your body and having excessive thoughts on one aspect of it can be detrimental to your life quality and i personally think this is the cause of being constantly exposed in social media. I think this is one of the main reasons why we have unrealistic body standards. You know, to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever social media platform you're on, Instagram, what we see from there, fitness influencers showing off their six-pack, advocating that it's the only way to be socially accepted. If you don't have six pack, then you're instantly ostracized and deemed as someone inferior. People showing their highlight reels from TikTok, encouraging you to get hot girl summer body or that hot guy summer bod. It's absolutely disparaging to one's self-esteem when you're told that the physical features you have is not perfect, or at least it doesn't fit to the societal norm or standards. Well, you know what? Screw perfection. Society has ingrained an unrealistic standard regarding the way we should look like to avoid being ostracized. Saying our nose should look a certain way, a little bit longer, smaller, thinner. How our stomachs should be lean, flat, and not hairy. (laughs) And all that's the same with any part of our body. Like similar platforms to that, but I only know Vine. But now it's beauty filters to make your cheeks look slimmer, your mouth a little red and smaller. Adults. Posting has become a daunting process of filters, quality. Before social media became a profession, people had the ability to post silly and embarrassing images without worrying about others scrutinizing or judging them like vine do you know do you guys remember vine I feel like vine was peak comedy our so-called aesthetic hashtag and captions our feeds have become an overly curated forum in which people post to seek approval from others they don't even know in the first place the problem is that, the problem is that this cyber self that we are trying so hard to seek approval of, to have to have everyone online approval, what we put out can become increasingly distant from our authentic self. It can become harder to live up to the perfect image of self that is projected online. Social media is not the only cause for BDD again, but it can also stem from childhood trauma, and others. St- I fail to remember because of this people do have some degree of obsessiveness with their bodies with perfecting their bodies I am no expert when it comes to these things again I just read like whatever I can absorb from reliable sources or watch YouTube videos regarding that I'm no doctor, psychiatrist, or any title that holds an esoteric knowledge, but I can share to you my experience with BDD and how it was keeping me behind bars from having emotional stability. I can't say that I got rid of it completely. It's still there and it lingers and that when I step on scale and not seeing the numbers I favor, say, for example, I am currently I'm having a pleasant time with my family at home and decided to see how much I weigh, just out of sheer curiosity because I haven't done that in a long time. By the time I saw how much I weigh and seeing that number and realizing I had gained a few pounds compared to before, I'd immediately feel discouraged, sad and disappointed with myself. And that pleasant emotional state that I had with my family, was gone. I had let the scale be the indicator if I should feel great or bad about myself. And I think this is the fault of interpreting what I see on social media wrongly. Every time I see TikTok, often I see, <laughs> often I see people praising skinny dudes, mediocrily dancing to the audio and instill that to my head that it's the body standard that I should yearn for or else no one would really want me. Consequently, I was on this pursuit of seeking other people's validation by sharing them that I do have the body that lives up to society standards. And I did that by demoralizing my perception of self-acceptance. I'd continually deprive my body from the food it needs because I would think one cup of rice would instantaneously add an additional three pounds to the scale. I absolutely hate that I had just realized that not not that long ago, I'd weigh myself at least three times a day so that I won't go off track from feeling disgusted with myself. I was in this pursuit of this false concept of self-image I realized that the number on the scale does not dictate your overall health. It only says how much you weigh and not something that comes inside your body. The internal metrics, something that really matters, like your body fat percentage, body composition, and etc. Anyway, that's for a whole another episode. I can't say confidently that I am unbothered if the number on the scale is not what i had expected but i can tell you that the severity of feeling bad about myself is lessened but i feel like this is not entirely accessible depending where you're residing from especially in the philippines there, there aren't many psychiatrists there that are actually good i don't know i can't i can't generalize or I I can't justify that, but based from what people say, it is what it is. From my experience, it was realigning what really mattered, questioning my intentions regarding every action that ultimately leads to the physical health I yearn for. From there, I realized that I'm working out to feel great about myself, not depriving my body from food, and would work out until I reach my desired weight. I work out to perform better than I was yesterday. I work out to get mental clarity, to get rid of unwanted toxins in the body, to sweat out excess water weight, to be better. And I do have an idea of how to manage that issue. Well, there are research proven treatments. You can try like cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a form of psychological treatment that has been demonstrated to be effective for a range of problems like BDD and also antidepressant pills. I've read from a reliable source that it helps, but I feel like, all right, this podcast is not to diss out cosmetic surgery, okay? I think cosmetic surgery is great. It has its pros and cons. You can you know, fix whatever aspect on your face, on your body. If you want to fix your nose your, your or want to thin out, contour your cheeks or whatever, it's fine. It's completely fine. What I'm worried about is that after a person had their operation, social construct, strong enough to become a belief that instilled in our heads, they still will continually criticize that same aspect on their face or worse it they will tend to fixate on a, on another part of their body to catch up what we had missed over the over our dining table at home but we don't live under the same roof anymore my older sister moved out she has her own condo in cebu also my mom so we just agree that one day we'd have brunch together and talk You know about things very very wholesome. I love that day of the week. Anyway, we were just eating. I think this place was called UCC. Side note: their food is mediocre. I'm not sure if it's the branch, but I didn't like their food. It was just bland. Anyway, we saw this kid out of the corner of our eye and she was smiling at us enthusiastically she crossed the road um and approached us and asked us food and asked us for food kindly and a nice tea she likes iced tea she said or this will facilitate a growing hatred towards your body even more than you had your surgery because it happens I've read a bunch of experiences here online and also a bunch of podcasts from Spotify that um, without realigning your values or being more aware what you see in the mirror before having the surgery, then it's just going. So we happily ordered food for her and also the iced tea that she wanted. While waiting for the food, we asked her where she was from because she was in Tagalog. So that kind of confused us a bit because we thought or we had assumed that she was in Manila and just somehow landed here in Cebu. But she told us that she speaks in Tagalog because of the television that she has been watching. And it kind of made sense. She's from Cebu after all and her family just lives nearby. So when the food arrives and the drink she wasn't expecting the IST. tea it wasn't the IST that she had wanted because the IST that arrived was so we agreed that we'll buy her iced tea Jollibee iced tea and she agreed on it we offered her a ride Jollibee was just 200 meters apart from where we were eating so We offered her a ride. Keep in mind that she was just wearing a mask, all right? We were safe. We had alcohol or any cleaning materials in the car. So we were safe and secured. No one was endangered or anything. So, But she respectfully declined our offer to give her a ride. And we asked, why? And she told us she wanted... To go for a walk so that she can maintain her body figure this girl was fairly thin barely meat in her bones or body she was fairly thin i would say she was close to being malnourished and she told us that being thin keeps her sexy keeps her confident And after she had said that, my sisters and my mom shared a look. We were just dumbfounded about what she had said about her body figure and going out for a walk because as as young as she is, she already had this mindset of this expectation that she'd be confident if she can maintain that body that was what I think was unhealthy. Actually iced tea. Like, tea that was just being put in ice (laughs) she it wasn't one of those instant sachets that you'd find in supermarkets she was a bit disappointed and she also asked again if she can have those iced teas in sachet packets we can't think because there weren't any supermarkets nearby so we came to a conclusion that we can buy that from Jollibee. That she had said what she had said. This, uh, I've come to a realization that society has been preaching this unrealistic body standards. This, so we can't force her. So we she she walked under the heat, and we bought her iced tea and also a bunch of other food for her family. And we couldn't just get over about the fact and made it a goal to reach. That's why BDD, BDD needs to be more exposed, more being taught to adults so that they can pass on to the younger generation. I think we should stop saying girls how pretty they look or or how strong the boys look. I think we should start basing off one person's entirety from the content of their character rather than what they see. Perception is very easily swayed. It's very malleable, especially at at such a young age on the mirror, I'm afraid. But it's not impossible. That's going to be hard to achieve. That's for the podcast today. Thank you for listening. I hope you get something out of value from this. Let me know what you have in mind regarding this podcast. I would love to share insights in my Instagram at Elton Lorenzo. Also in my Facebook at Alton Lorenzo More, Facebook Messenger. Or just email me at eltonquimcoamor at gmail.com. It's in my bio in Life on the Grow, if you guys are wondering. So that's it. I'm looking forward to speaking with you guys again. Until then, turn your words into works. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear and if I've improved your life, even by just the tiniest increment, then I've done my job. Then don't forget to follow Life on the Grow podcast on Spotify. Thank you guys again for listening. I love you all. And then don't forget, knowledge is not power unless it's acted upon. All right. Talk to you guys next week.